Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Friday Night Dinner Podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Dr. Stephanie Sarkis, PhD, who you can find over at stephaniesarkis.com. How are you today, Steph? I'm good. How are you? Doing great since 30 minutes good. ago when we last recorded. <laughs> it's still cloudy. Oh, it went down a degree. It's now 61. Okay. Let me check my weather. It's still the same. 52 Fahrenheit. I, can I tell you how much I enjoy talking about the weather before we start? Well, you know, it's a good, like, preamble, like, right? You know, we could talk about something else, but I feel like at this point, it's part of our, part of our appeal, right? You know, mm -hmm. like, we can't just talk about, like... For the, the weather podcast. Yeah. We can't just talk about, like, the best Alien movie. You know, it just doesn't quite vibe. <laughs> it's it's going to be Aliens. Aliens is the best Alien movie. Um, yeah. Uh, but anyways, we're not here to talk... You've never seen Alien? I've seen parts of it, but I've never seen it all the way through. Well, you know scary movies. Well, I think if the cat survives in that movie, so I think you'd be okay. What? Okay, now I'm definitely... <laughs> no, because you have a thing about, like, animals in, in horror movies. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I was just saying, the, cat's, the cat does well in that movie. Um, but yeah. So, over the world? The cat? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, we're we're here to not talk about aliens or cats. Although maybe one day we will. Um, we're here to what? talk about the 16th episode of season one of Gilmore Girls. And this is a long title, Star-Crossed Lovers and Other Strangers. This I was impressed with the title. Yeah. Just say that. I don't even know if I see the episode titles when I'm watching the, the, the show because on Netflix, I think they just show like episode one or episode two. Netflix, they show the title. Okay. I'm just not paying attention half the time. Also too, like I've, I've watched the show plenty of times. So part of me is also like, you know. and I like, I like looking at the episode titles. They're always kind of interesting. Yeah. The, and it's kind of fun to like watch and see how it plays into the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But yeah, we're here to talk about this episode, which Christopher Free, thank goodness. Christopher came, Christopher went, we can all move on with our lives. Not and really. we're all pretty good with that. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. No, it's, it's, it's consistently surprising that like, I, you know, normally like when you watch a show like this, you think you're going to get like a few people who are like supporters or fans of a particular character. But I don't think there's a character in a, a TV show that has such a strong vitriol that's consistent across the fandom as Christopher. People just don't like Christopher. There's very few oh, people who are like, hey, I'm pro-Christopher. Well, well, here's the thing is that maybe that's part of the issue with the character is that he doesn't really, they didn't write him with any kind of redeeming qualities. No. No, he. I mean, uh, a, a well-written character has people that are kind of across the board with it, right? With how they feel about him. Yeah, like there should be like I think with every character there should be like an element of that character that you can see why people would like that character. You know? Like especially Lorelai because she has such a strong, vibrant personality. Yeah. Well, like okay, even on the flip side, you look at Emily. Emily is a character that also has some strong personalities and some strong emotions associated with her. But we have those moments where you see why Emily is still a great grandmother and mother. You know, it's not completely Emily being mean to people 24-7. You need, like, a moment where you go, this is why Emily does what she does. Because 
ultimately she supports her family and that's why with Christopher right. you don't really get that you just get Christopher being chaotic energy so well but you it, can also see too why why Richard loves Emily and you can't really see why Lorelai was ever interested in Christopher <laughs> yeah that's true why why do you like Christopher just don't um but yeah uh this uh this episode is Largely focused on love and romance, and romance is in the air. It's not technically Valentine's Day in the show. I think the show aired in, like, March 8th or something. So, But I think they call it, like, a Firelight Festival or something like that. It's, um, you know, it's... The opening uh, scene, I think, is one of the best in the series so far, is that when Patty's talking about this this made-up story about yeah. the Star Wars or whatever, and you see she's... She's smoking with a cigarette holder in front of a bunch of like three-year-olds, four-year-olds or something. Hey, the two thousands were a wild time. Okay, this is back when. And what did you say? Like anybody want to anybody want to find hear the story about when I danced in a cage with Dito Puente? And they're like, yeah. That's great. <laughs> the beginning was great with the cigarette holder because she still has that kind of just you know, va va voom thing about her. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's like her audiences. She just likes good audiences. <laughs> It's funny because she's not an overly complex character, but anytime she's on screen, I still love her presence because she's just like this vivacious energy that I just, yeah, I love mm-hmm. her. Right. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, this is uh, an episode that, yeah, features a lot of love going on. Um, yeah, we also have the unfortunate return of Tristan, which I guess was kind of an inevitable. <laughs> I mean, he was going to come back eventually. He's at the school. But did, am I looking forward to Tristan's return? No. No. <laughs> He's back. We got to deal with it. Man from Tristan to Christopher, back to Tristan. We just can't catch a break. We just can't. Like, we need a good, solid Luke. You know, a guy who's reliable, quiet, uh, not a douchebag. You know, the things that we we should be looking for in a man. Our standards are pretty low right now. <laughs> you know, it's funny because, like, I think some people would probably look at Luke and go, Luke's got some issues too. But like Not compared to Christ. Tristan or Christopher, no. Luke is the patron saint. Luke doesn't, that. Luke doesn't have that kind of just ne'er-do-well. I like Christopher's a ne'er-do-well kind of character. And I can't describe it, but you know it when you see it. I don't consider Luke to be ne'er-do-well. I think he's got people's best interests in mind, which we saw at the hospital episode too. Yes. I think, I think he thinks about other people. He's very selfless too. Like when he does these things, it's not like Tristan or Christopher where he does these things with expectations that there's strings attached. He just does them because he wants to support the people in life. And I actually think, you know, we'll talk about this as the show goes on, but this show analyzes like masculinity in a really interesting way because there's just so many different men in the show. And you see how like, you know, there are some men that are like obviously, you know, positive role models and others that are not. I would definitely say Luke's on the more positive side, although he's got his issues too. But everybody I, does. And his but it's not toxic masculinity stuff. No, no. Um, and yeah, well, well, and also too, this is also where I guess Dean Dean kind of flips for me. There's moments where I think Dean's decent, and then there's times where I go, "You're insufferable." And I think this is where he kind of yeah verges into being insufferable. Um. Mm-hmm. This is uh, their big anniversary, which I thought was interesting that to him it was a big deal, but to Rory, she was just like, what? Like, three months? Like, 
yeah, I don't know how you feel about anniversaries or of that sort, but like for me, like at that age, at that age, you acknowledge it, yeah. but don't think you go as all out as Dean did. But it's been a long time since I was a teenager. But it was also like I thought the dinner was okay, but then him getting here to the car and all that stuff, and yeah, there was a lot of so there was a lot of toxic relationships. Yeah, because that played into that so. You saw what happens when Dean doesn't get what he wants, and it's not pretty. I think that's the thing with Dean. Like, he can be okay, but he's got these, like, very glaring weaknesses. Yeah. He's got six side to him that, you know, so basically what we're talking about is that um, Dean said, I love you to Rory, and Rory didn't say it back and explained a little bit about, you know, my mom and I, and that's a really loaded thing for me. And, you know, like, she was basically saying, like, she wasn't saying she didn't have feelings for him. She's like, she's like, I have to, you know, I have to process, basically I have to process this first. Yeah. And he was not having it. No, and he, he was very upset. He got pretty toxic. He got pretty toxic. Yeah. And like, uh, he got angry, like kind of a little scary angry. Yeah. And like, you could tell that for him, it was very important. But like, I think with any, any kind of gesture like that or anything where you're, it, it's important to you, you also have to recognize that you're you don't know how this other person's gonna react. So you gotta right. like okay with that. You've gotta be careful, right? Like you can't just go in and go, Well, Rory didn't answer the way I wanted to. Now I'm gonna treat her like crap. Like, you know, you can't do that. So Or you go, you know what? She's obviously had some abandonment issues from her father and yeah. you know but, So and she's explaining why she never said anything about I don't feel that way about you. And even then he flipped out. And so that's I mean, in a way, it's kind of good that it happened so she could see who she was dealing with. Because this is the first time I think that Dean didn't get his way. Yes. And, and there's something about having that big thing for a three-month anniversary that was a little controlling. Mm -hmm. And also, too, like, I think in a way it kind of reaffirms, like, a little bit of what Rory feels. Like, that abandonment. Because he's so quick to leave after not getting what he wants. If anything, I think it's sort of... I mean, and I don't think Rory knows it at this time, but like, kind of tells her a lot about what Dean's really like. So, right, um, and then they end. Up yeah, and then then they break up, but that's kind of like getting a little ahead to like sort of like, uh, you know, back up a little bit. We also have the fact that, uh, yeah, the you know the uh, Lorelai, she's kind of. You know, you can tell she's kind of recovering a little bit from what happened with Christopher. It was a big thing for her, right? Um, but you know, she again, episode continuity. Yeah, which I liked. You see where he left off, which I like. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, Lorelai is kind of like Lorelai. You can tell like she's trying to fix things with Luke, and then who comes along but Rachel? And Rachel, Rachel, the photographer. Yeah. Ooh. is snapping pictures all over the fire festival or whatever, whatever the well, festival. I thought it was interesting too that like the, how they introduce her because she comes in and Lorelai doesn't see her but Luke does and there's a, a little bit of thing like what's going on with Luke but of course it's Rachel um yeah and you know, played that real well just a facial expression yeah and the guy who plays Luke is a mirage, but like not the best mirage that you can see yeah. Well, it's almost like he's like almost doesn't believe it, right? Because I'm sure for him, he hasn't seen her in such a long time. And oh, she's like, 
contacted. I'm like, oh, you think that would have been nice? Well, it's interesting too that when you compare Christopher and Rachel, they both share a little bit of chaotic energy, yep. uh, a little bit erratic, a little inconsistent. So yep. it's interesting that, that we draw those parallels and that, you know, for um, Luke, you know, this is her Christopher, you know, someone who's very inconsistent in his life and someone who he can't quite rely on. So it's just very interesting that the parallels. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I just thought it was interesting. And uh, that's something I've never noticed because with Rachel, it's not as apparent. Like Rachel is not as, <laughs> you know, Rachel's not proposing or doing like as crazy stuff as Christopher. But when you look at them, they share a lot of similarities. So it's just interesting to yeah. kind of see both of them dealing with these chaotic ex-partners in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And you can tell like this really upsets uh, Lorelai, like even when she's uh, back at home. Um, and, you know, yeah, she didn't I, know about this person. She was wearing the shirt and then Luke kind of had a meltdown and she yeah. found out. And she's like, how come I never found out about this? And Sookie's like, you're raising a kid and just moved here or something. So he didn't. Yeah. Same. Something like that. So she's still adapting to the idea that he had this whole life before her. And it's interesting, too, that, like, uh, you know, you could tell that Lorelai just has an inability to handle her emotions because she sees Rachel and Luke and she's clearly jealous. But then her thing is that she tells Rory that she misses Max. And I'm like, what? Like that's not the, the that's not like... she, she could and I think this the whole festival thing was all built around love. It's like their little Valentine's Day, yeah, just, sort of. It was just interesting to me uh, that like she's really alone. Yeah, but I just I thought it was interesting that like to me it was very clearly that she's just she jealous of Rachel and likes Luke, but for her like instead she doesn't go to Luke because for some reason she just thinks of Luke as unavailable. She goes to Max, who I guess is semi more available to her but you're not heard about yeah right you're about yeah. last episode i i totally forgot that max was in the picture <laughs> to be honest i was like wait right. max is still in this right left. right yeah um so anyways lorelei goes to help uh rory for her date um and uh, Lane's also getting set up on a date again. Love is in the air. Maybe not so much for uh, Lane, but uh, yeah. Oh, and then she's like, can I stay with you? And Lorelai very sweetly tells her why she can't. I thought that was the best way to tell a kid that they can't hang out with you. Yeah. What did she what say the again? Was, but... Sorry. Hmm? What did she say again? I can't remember. She was saying about like you know, but you're gonna keep their family waiting, and you know. Oh. Blah, blah and she just she had all these reasons why you know you need to go and you can't you know you can't like skip out on this and because yeah. you know what Lorelai said a few episodes ago is like I can't betray another mom you know yeah it's interesting that like you know she recognizes that Lane is Rory's friend and and like you could tell there's like maybe not a friendship but like very friends esque between Lane and Lorelai there's a maternal thing yeah, yeah. and I think all yeah well because it's also interesting that like rory and lorelei are oftentimes more best friends than uh mother and daughter but it's almost like lane and lorelei treat each other like as you know rory's Tem- two friends you know like there's a bit of an interesting energy there but um yeah. lorelei goes for dinner with her parents and uh it turns into an episode of blind date if you remember that show 
Oh yeah, so so this is where Emily's back to her usual self, which is funny because uh, Emily's <laughs> Emily can't just stay consistent. She can't just be nice and sincere. She's got to just switch back and forth. So, but she's a good con. Here's here's where you can see how, what a good conversationalist she is. She is, is that Richard just bored to tears, and she's asking him about his work, and you know, like that's a good conversationalist. Yeah, and uh, yeah, the guy's name is Chade. Chase Bradford and uh, it's like the most stereotypical rich white guy name. So with. terrible, and I think what makes it terrible is not that he's like a list of names, huh? Go ahead. He's not a terrible person, but he's just a terrible match for Lorelai. But I thought it was funny that like in Emily's eyes, she thought it was a good match. I think it's more so Emily's desire to see Lorelai with like somebody who's rich and within that circle. But obviously, we know like it's like watching a train wreck because they just don't get along at all. Um, right, and and um, I think I forgot what I was gonna say, but um, just a whole interchange that you knew that when Emily was saying, "Oh yeah, you know, Rory can skip dinner," you knew something was up that she wasn't just gonna let Rory get out of it. Yeah. Which is interesting because, yeah, she just seems so fine with it. It's like, it's Emily. She's not okay with you skipping dinner unless there's something else going on. Right. Um, she had something up her sleeve. Yeah. Um, and then what was the thing about, oh, I heard you behind the door or something. And she's like, the door's 16 feet thick. How could you hear me? What was that whole interchange about? I think it was just like the fact that like Emily was waiting by the door and she never does that. Like whenever they knock, there's always like a wait. And then Emily or one of the maids. Oh, yeah. So the fact that she was there right away, was a little kind of like, Hmm. Interesting. I, I wonder if it was to make sure that she got Lorelai in there without her leaving. Like she was going to grab her and bring her in. She yeah. wanted to make sure Lorelai got in first before the other guy showed up. Um, and then making all these comments about, you know, kids and, it, like he's coming on way too strong, and I, you know I like Emily, but she she had a bit of a scathing remark in this episode too, where uh, it was mentioned that Rory was celebrating her three month anniversary, and then then Emily says, "When was the last time you had a relationship that lasted that long?" And I'm like, Emily, just control yourself. again. Goes back from being like the maternal person for a brief instant with Rory back to this. Yeah. Instead of saying, oh, my daughter, I'm so glad you didn't get into these really bad relationships and hang on just to accumulate months. Yeah. So, no, it's just, you know, I I generally like em Emily, but that was the one where I was like, Emily, you could have done better. Well, we know she's not fully rehabilitated. No. <laughs> you know? I mean, she said that thing to Rory, but we, we are reminded once again of what she's like. Yeah. Um... Yeah, and uh, Dean and Rory are at a romantic dinner um, at an Italian restaurant, which I'm just thinking, like, I, you know, going out for a romantic dinner date is fine, but, like, Italian just seemed a little cliche. I was just thinking, like, that totally seems like a Dean thing to, like, just go with something that's the most cliche, basic thing. In this case, Italian food. And then they have a meatball thing, Laura, uh, Rory and Lorelai. Apparently they bring home a meatball for for each other from this restaurant or something like that. And, yeah. and whenever they ask, they say it's a mother daughter thing. Which was, I thought was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, for each other. Yeah. And then we kind of like interchanged a little bit between that and Lorelai's disaster of a date slash dinner. Um, yeah. It, it's, 
I thought it was, uh, and there was the point where, uh, Lorelai goes to escape and Richard catches her and Richard. That was a great yeah. And you know, this is why like Richard's such a great character that like, you can tell he's a little hard on Lorelai. Look at like the last episode where he didn't hold his punches with her. But you know, in this case, he was also like, nope couldn't find her she's gone so because he detested him just as much as Lorelai did and I thought that was kind of funny you could see the parallels between them both being bored to death with this guy yeah and again we appearance by the balcony and um and then they continue Lorelai kind of continues the discussion from the last episode where he said you know you broke our hearts or whatever that's not what he said but you know that was the gist of it yeah and she said something about how um you know i know that you know whatever happened between us or you know i'm just asking would you please just let me leave and then like clockwork he's just like oh no she's not here and i'm I'm thinking well we don't really see what the outcome of that is but wouldn't i mean emily wouldn't let that go no (laughs) like like they're just gonna say that she that she just disappeared because that's not gonna work i was trying to figure out the logistics were of that but I'm guessing that probably, if anything, Richard probably would talk Emily down. Like, I think, in my mind, I want to imagine that Richard has a mild control over Emily. And that, like, when she gets a little bit fired up, he can probably talk her down a little bit. That's so. a, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, they seem he seems to be a calming influence. Yeah, like he's the voice of reason. Um, For him, and maybe that's why that works. Yeah, they both have their energies, and they both kind of seem simpatico in a lot of ways, which is great. Okay. Um, yeah, so we then cut to, uh, Rory and Dean in a salvage yard, which seems a little questionable, but then you find out, uh, Dean has a non-working car for her that he's working on, which I thought was kind of funny, but also like, dude, why don't you just hold off until it's done to show her, but, eh, it was, it was just a little kind of funny that, yeah, and, uh, yeah, he drops the big L word. Like, yeah, like he's kind of jumping the gun on stuff. I mean, this is three months. He's going to redo a car for her. That's a really sweet idea, but it's also pretty fast for three months. Yeah. He's going to build her a car. Yeah. You would think it would be better for him to like hold off, work on the car, and then show her when it's done. But yeah, to be I mean, he's also kind of wanting to make sure that she would understand why he wasn't available as much. Yeah, or, you know, and I don't know if it's as malicious as it, but maybe it's almost like, kind of like hey you have to stick around for the car like giving her a reason yeah. to stay with him. Oh, yeah. so. i've seen that in relationships and couples therapy is like someone will do something to kind of try to lock the other person in that's what it felt like to me it felt like yeah. him locking yeah. her in yeah yeah um and then yeah. and then she liked it hmm? yeah and he drops the big l word which obviously we talked about this already but loaded thing when the Gilmore household and uh, he doesn't take it well. And when she says that, you know, she's just not quite ready to, you know, reciprocate and uh, they end up, yeah, breaking up, which, uh, yeah, it, you know, it, it, to me, you know, say what you will about the whole situation, but it seems like that was on Dean. He could have handled that a lot better. He could have said, Hey, you know what? Let's, Let's take our time or, you know, totally understand. Instead, he just gets up and leaves. And I'm also thinking, too, like, was he... Hmm? Well, also, too, like, I was wondering, like, was he Rory's ride? Like, because I don't know how they got there, but I don't know if he... Because he says he has a motorcycle in the mm-hmm. previous episode. So I was like, was he uh, Rory's ride? 
Like, did he just leave her in the salvage yard without, like, giving her a ride home? Like, Oh, yeah, I think it was a salvage yard, yeah. I just don't think there was any... I don't think he, there was any way for her to get home. I think he was the ride. And I was like, oh, really? You're going to leave her in a salvage yard without a ride home? Like, come on, man. Yeah, this is where we see the unpleasant side of Dean. Yeah. Dean's the one that I think, I think other people have, have picked up on. Yeah. On the show. I think also people have watched the show figure there's something that was going to go on with him. Yeah. Dean means Dean something. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, and Luke, you know, we kind of cut to like a little, we go to the festival. You see that, you know, some people are getting close. Suki and Jackson are there. Rachel's taking pictures and, you know, convenes with Luke and Luke, you know, very matter of factly asks, asks her, why is she there? Uh, and she says that she misses him. And I thought, you know, it's very interesting that, you know, it's as simple as that for her that she just misses Luke. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but, uh, you know, she has a tendency to leave. You know, we know this from the past. People have mentioned this. So, you know, you kind of get this reservation from Luke. Like, can I get invested in this? Um, yeah. And what I thought was interesting is Rachel calls out Luke and Lorelai. You know, she says, hey, what's going on there? It's funny that all these characters like call it out and they're both just so unaware of it to to each other. Um, but Luke says her friends where a couple episodes back when she was pick, picking out paint colors. Yeah. He picks up on it. Yeah. It seems like they both seem to think that they're just both just friends, but it's interesting that everyone else seems to I I don't know about him. Yeah. Didn't he try to kiss her when they were in the in his place and she was looking at paint colors and stuff? No. Looked like they were I don't know if they I don't know. I have to go back and rewatch. I don't think so though. Um Yeah. yeah. And Luke admits that yeah, he's happy to see Rachel. Um so it seems like maybe things are off to a good start with them. But uh yeah. But we'll see. Yeah, you know. It's, uh, you know, Rachel has a tendency to leave, so who knows, right? Right. right. Um, yeah. So, and I guess the question is, you know, will Rachel stay? What's going to happen there? And, you know, what, uh, Lorelai's not going to wait around. Um, Lorelai was right. alone and she goes home and who she, does she call but Max Medina? Um, yeah, it's back in the picture. Yeah, for better, for worse. Well, she's so called her, and it's not Tristan. It's Max. <laughs> what? Max? Yeah, I don't know why, but like the last couple of men on the show have really made Max seem less terrible, and I know he's not less <laughs> terrible. I'm just like, he's not as bad as the other ones, but he's still terrible. Right. right. But it that's now. I have a little bit of Stockholm syndrome with uh, Max. I'm starting to kind of like maybe slightly like not hate him as much but i know deep down i gotta hate him because he's just not that great but yeah so well there you go that's all the reason you need and yeah we got confirmation that uh dean and Lori or yeah uh rory broke up because like the way they leave it it's kind of ambiguous but yeah she confirms that they've broken up so mm-hmm. r.i.p dean junkyard by herself that's I never got. They never confirmed that. I wanted to see a line or something where she just said like he just left me in this junkyard and I'd like find my way home. And then we could have all been like, Dean, you just you're just awful. 
So. Right. Okay. Now we're gonna be okay with it. Um, favorite performance in this episode? Do you have one that stood out in particular? I go on a limb and say Rachel. You liked Rachel the most. Yeah. It was a very kind of like, oh, hi, like easy breezy and just like kind of sort of discounting Luke and his feelings. So it wasn't a nice, it wasn't a nice interchange, but I thought she played it well. It's interesting that she almost seems like a female version of Luke in a lot of ways, like very easygoing, very relaxed. Like there's some similarities there. You can see like why they would get along in the first place. Right. Um, Yeah. My favorite performance, I'm probably going to go with the guy that played Chase because he did a good job of playing an obnoxious rich asshole. And I think that was the, kind of the point. <laughs> right. Um, least favorite performance. Do you have a least favorite? Max Medina, even though we didn't see him. <laughs> Just on a rematch. I'm going to say Dean because I don't know, you know, performance wise, it just. Felt like he was going from zero to a hundred, and I'm like, I needed a little bit more transition from him being like soft carrying boyfriend to just being like terrible asshole. It was almost like they edited out something that would have made a little more sense. Yeah, like yeah. his behavior was so erratic, mm-hmm. and it seemed even more abusive. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's see. Uh, favorite reference. Well, this isn't a favorite reference, but a reference I want to mention is that uh, when Lorelai, before Rachel walks in, Lorelai says something like, oh, yeah, I'm bipolar, too. And that's making a reference, I believe, to around the time this episode came out, there were some well-known people that were came out as being diagnosed with bipolar. Oh. I don't like how they here because you know me. I mean, I don't like when they, you know, throw mental health references around. Mm. Uh but I think that's what they're referring to. And then someone in the back says, oh, bipolar, but you're so young. Yeah. So there, something, and I think there are actually quite a few people that came out as bipolar, which is always good when people that are well-known speak out about brain issues yeah. um, because it normalizes it, makes other people can go seek help. Um, but yeah, I'm not a fan of mentioning that, but I just want to mention that. I think that's why they, why she mentioned bipolar. And she did it in a previous episode too. So I think that was just what was in the news at the time. Right. So not a favorite reference, but I just want to explain the reference. I like the Tito Puente one at the beginning with Miss Patty. And then when she sold the drums in the previous episode, wasn't she talking about Tito Puente then too? Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, she has the thing for Tito. What can we say? Oh, that's like a game. Sorry? Because I still kind of wonder if this is what really happened. I don't know. I like to think that she these stories are all true that she tells people. Yeah. Um, okay, let's see here. Um, favorite quote, gosh. Oh, there's so many of them. I think just, I, my favorite is just, I think Richard just saying, uh, no, she's not up here. Like, <laughs> yeah, he didn't even have to think about it. Cause they were both on the same page with how terrible this guy was. He's like, no, not up here. I didn't have anything written down, but I, now that you mentioned it, I did like that one. That was a good one. It was just so quick. Yeah. 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 Um, any behind-the-scenes trivia? Nothing really too much. No. I, you know, this wasn't really a trivia. There wasn't any, like, 
I don't think the guy that played Chase was like a well-known actor or anything. Um, I'm sure some. No, gonna... Good job. I back you up on that. He did do a good job. And also, you, I think you see different camera angles of the town that you didn't see before, yeah. and you can kind of see where the set has been used in so many shows and movies. Yeah. Let's just a, and then we have the playing the the guy playing the whatever. Yeah. <laughs> that was so let's the, look, um, the this, troubadour. Oh yeah, the troubadour. Secretly, I I just always love when he shows up because it it just brings like a a feeling of warmth to the show. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they don't play him too much. Like he's never overplayed. It's just always the right amount. So, it's just a touch, right? Yeah. Uh, so it ends up that yeah, the the actor who played the the date, his name's Paul Castle. He apparently still acts. His last, you know, he mostly does TV, though, it looks like. He doesn't do a whole lot of movies or anything, which is fine. Nothing to say that as a negative, but his mm-hmm. biggest thing was on the show Brothers and Sisters, which I've never watched. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Got it for a while? Yeah, he was on, that was, the, seems like one of the longer ones he was on for. So. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, I think it's time to rate this episode. I give it a seven. I, there's nothing that really like stood out. Yeah, but it wasn't terrible either. <laughs> no, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't great either, though. Like it kind of just falls like middle of the road. But like, we didn't learn. We didn't have any revelations except for Rachel. And even yeah. that, that was kind of predictable. Yeah, because they talk about her so much. That like you almost knew she was gonna come back eventually, right? Right. Um. Yeah, I I'd give this like probably like a seven out of ten. It's okay. It's not great, but it's you know right. watchable. I'm thinking like really too. Like even the bad episodes, the worst they get for me is like a three or four out of ten. Like so, seven wow. is like pretty middling for me, but like still mm-hmm. it's not as bad as it could be. We should go back, since I've seen this only one time, I'm going to go back and rate all the episodes after I see the entire series. Ooh, see if it changes. Based go. on in the future. Because what do you think is the best season? I think, here? for me, three and four are both pretty great. I do mm-hmm. like... Because they start to introduce more romantic interest for both Lorelai and Rory, and I think that's when things get more interesting. But like during this initial one, it's just Dean and... Yeah, the first season's good, but I think you get you just gotta have to get a lot of it out of the way. But there's yeah. stuff, yeah. Yeah, I think like two, three, and four are all really great. I personally like four the most because there's a lot of big revelations in that one. But um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what seasons you like. Um, very unanimously. The last season of the show before the revival is considered to be the worst, though. So, but that's also the one where some crazy things happen. So, okay. okay. Steph is over at stephaniecircus.com. Gaslighting is the book. Talking Brains is the podcast. And as always, I'm over at threeandgreenerves.com where you can always uh, find me rambling about movies over there. Until next time, everybody. Bye for Bye. now.